Welcome to Wild Women, hosted by Camille and Sarah. This is a podcast about mind, body, and pleasure, an honest talk on all things self-care. We discuss issues related to dating, fitness, beauty, mental health. We also discuss stuff about social issues, and we often have interviewees that come up and tell us a little bit about their businesses or their inspirations or motivations or just their journey through some type of recovery. For those of you who haven't listened to us before, this is our second season. Let's dive in. Hey, welcome to Wild Women. Today's episode, we are covering a very juicy topic. So the name of this episode is Pornland. So obviously we're going to be touching on porn. We're going to be touching on porn and relationships, some of the impacts of porn, some of the side effects of porn. And yeah, just statistics about the porn industry that a lot of people don't think about when they're actually watching porn. So Camille, do you want to start us off with a few stats about porn and relationships? Sure. So what's interesting with porn is that single use actually has demonstrated in research to have negative effects. But when you use it in a relationship setting, so with your partner, it has shown to have benefits. So it can have like positive effects such as like sexual fulfillment, sexual education, you know, like new ideas of things to try. Again, be careful what kind of porn you're watching. You'll understand a little bit better why I'm saying this later in the episode. It can increase communication around sex. It can give you access to marginal sexual practices. Yeah, so basically my point is that it's better to use it with someone than to use it on your own because as you might know our guest usually porn usage increase when you're either alone or unfulfilled in your relationship and the problem is that you don't communicate enough yeah yeah and the other issue with that too is that a lot of people like the most common site for porn I would argue would be Pornhub which they don't really regulate the type of porn that you're watching. And if anything, they've normalized like a type of sex that doesn't actually happen or that does, but that doesn't come from a place of love. And what I mean by that is that there's typically a lot of aggression in it and there's a lot of submission on the woman's part. And you know, what that does is that gives a type of fantasy that doesn't actually exist in the real world when you're with a partner and you guys both have love for each other. And so obviously the issue with that is that if you're, you know, unfulfilled in your relationship or if you're single, well, you start developing these fantasies around, you know, sex and aggression. And if you bring that into the bedroom, either with your partner that you're in an unfulfilled relationship with, or, you know, a future partner, it might turn them off or it might make them feel unsafe. So that's, you know, like another danger of watching these very common, these very popular porn sites like Pornhub is that you're going to have like these ideas about sex that probably aren't exactly what a woman would want or what your future partner or male would want. Yeah, and I think one of the biggest problem right now in the porn industry is the notion of consent. There is literally zero of that. And so you might have expectations that if you force or push yourself 
on your partner that they'll find that sexy because that's what porn tells you. But the reality is in real life with real people, that's not consent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You have to remember that this is a $12 billion industry. People are getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to make these scenes. And like sometimes they, they aren't even getting paid much at all, but they're getting paid more than minimum wage. So they're going to do it. So you have to have that at the back of your mind too. Like these people aren't doing this for free. These people aren't doing this because they want to do it. A lot of them are doing it because they need to do it. They need to make the money. They need to have lots of views or have lots of subscribers. Yeah, it's, it's a dangerous, it's a dangerous area to be in for sure. Mm -hmm. And I do want to say that a lot of women have questions about, well, my partner is watching porn. Is that cheating? Does that mean that he's unhappy with me? Sometimes it's not necessarily a bad thing. I think it really depends of what kind of porn they're watching. And I think it depends of the frequency and the intensity of the porn. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like, you know, sometimes your partner might be watching porn because he wants to know what other things he can do to please you. You know, he might just be watching it for ideas like this, that, or the other. But yeah, so there's definitely like good intentions behind watching porn. I think the, like the biggest thing and the most common thing, a lot of people do it unconsciously or mindlessly, you know, like they're just watching it to get turned on, but they're not actually thinking about like, the impacts or the effects of watching it it's kind of like drinking you know a lot of people will just go out drinking and get super drunk but like not actually think about why why do they have to get drunk why do you have to watch porn it's the same question it's a really easy question to ask but it's not so easy to answer and I love that you mentioned that because porn is for many people an outlet just to de-stress it doesn't necessarily even have to be completely sexual. It's, in a lot of cases, just a coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's why people, you know, do have sex addictions or porn addiction. It's, I guess, using like this type of substance to just cope with whatever's going on. So, so yeah, if that's the case for you, I definitely would recommend that you you know, ask yourself that question. Why do I feel like I have to watch this every day? Or why do I need to watch this to get turned on? Like what's really going on here, you know? And I think the most important part about this is really communicate with your partner. What are your expectations by watching porn? Yeah, yeah, 100%. I just wanted to talk a little bit more about, because you mentioned porn addiction. And now some people might think that's crazy but it's an actual thing. So porn can actually, if you watch it too much, so I would say like, you know, almost every day, multiple times a day, that kind of stuff, that can actually induce an erectile dysfunction, which means that you're so used to having a specific kind of stimulus that when you come back to the real world with a real person that you have problems staying turned on. And that means that you'll have difficulty having sex. Now, I do want to say that if that is your case, there is hope. For older men, it can take around like two months of no porn. So you have withdrawal and that can bring back your abilities. 
if you're a younger man, it can take up to four to five months for that to come back. Yeah. Now, just to like, you know, give you the statistics of like how different porn is from, you know, a lot of the real world relationships, like real world sex. So almost 90% of all porn scenes contain violence. And this is either verbal violence or physical violence. Physical violence is a little bit more common. And 94% of violent or aggressive acts are targeted at women. And in this realm, a lot of women take role of the submissive and the man as the dominant. And, you know, that's in the real world, that doesn't happen all the time. It should be a very like equal between the man and the woman. There shouldn't be so much submission or domination. And we're not, you know, shaming people for watching porn or this, that, or the other. What, we, what we're trying to shed light on is the reality of what porn is showing you and what porn is normalizing that isn't actually normal. Yeah, sure, there's role-playing sometimes in the real world. Sometimes, some people do enjoy aggression in the bedroom, but a lot of people don't. And you have to be conscious of that, especially, you know, when you're trying to use stuff that you're watching on porn, when you're trying to use that in the bedroom, in the real world, that's where consent comes in. That's where both of you make decisions. Yeah, it's just really important that both of you have a really good idea of what you like and what you don't like in the bedroom before you try new things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And like Sarah mentioned, the problem is that the porn industry keeps intensifying. So before it was soft gold porn, known graphy, but now that's become pop culture. So you see that in you know music videos, movies, all of that. And the hardcore porn has actually become the norm in pornography. And the problem with pornography, again, it's not that you watch it. The importance here is that you're aware of what you're seeing and the impact it might have. Because the problem is if you watch porn often, you get desensitized by it. And again, it depends on what kind of porn. You know, there's so many different kinds out there, but let's say you enjoy, you know, gang rapes. That's something to be really careful of. What kind of idea does it give you outside of porn? Yeah, and it's a scary idea. Like, I know that these women who are performing these, like, gang rapes in porn, or, like, the women who are having to take the gang gang rape, yeah, sure, that woman with those five guys, she might be, you know, seeming like she enjoys herself. When it comes to the real world, like, no woman wants to aggressively sexually touched and penetrated by five different guys at the same time. Like, that's just that's outrageous and the fact that we've normalized this in our society is something that people should be coherent about and that people should you know take note of before they think of supporting them and you know just watching Pornhub that's supporting them you know the more you watch it the more it's gonna come yeah it's it's a very gray area to be in Mm -hmm. and like we've talked before in our other episode on pleasure the pussy it's really important to, again, ethical porn exists. You'll have to look for it, but it does exist. 
buying into the big businesses, industries around porn, you won't know what's actually happening behind the scenes. We're not trying to shame you for watching porn. What we're trying to say is just make your research and make sure that you actually support companies that respect and support women and the actors in it. Yeah, and yeah, sure, you might have to spend a little bit of money to watch porn like that. And yeah, it's harder to find. But the reality is, you know, it, it does exist. And like, it's a movement that's slowly, it's slowly getting more popular. You can find like the producers and a lot of the producers of, you know, the ethical porn, they were women who were involved in porn, you know, back in the 80s and 90s, when soft core porn was the norm before it was hardcore porn. And, you know, the porn stars back then had had a lot more rights than the ones do now, you know, they had a little bit more leniency, you know, they could decide, obviously not a lot, but they had, like, more, I guess, control over what they were showing because, you know, softcore porn is what was expected. Now producers who used to be former porn stars have kind of taken that mentality into, you know, creating these ethical porns. And it's still, it's still porn. There's still people naked. They're still having sex and they're still enjoying sex and they're still beautiful people. But the difference is, is that notion of consent, that notion of having a choice. And that, that was the idea behind, you know, these producers who do create the ethical porns. Yeah. And I think one thing that you said that's really important is they're actually enjoying the porn that they're making. A lot of actors from the big porn industries are sadly not, some of them are not there by choice. And that's what we mean by make your research. Honestly, sex trade and human trafficking is interlaced with pornography. Yeah. And the issue is some of these women who were sex trafficked and so on, and then forced into the porn industry, some of them have been on drugs for so long and just, they don't, they don't know any different. Obviously there's no consent there. And another thing too, that sadly still happens today, but make sure that the actors are actually legal because some companies do still use minors. Isn't that crazy? I can't, I can't believe that that's still, you think at this point, like there'd be more regulations over it all these laws and so on that are supposed to protect the people but then well to be honest with you I've watched a couple documentaries and the the U.S. have tried to make so many laws but because the porn industry has so much money they've been able to push it back and some of those laws are to have more safe sex so to force actors to use protection during porn but that hasn't passed because they've been pushing it back right right and that's another thing too porn actors are 10 times more likely to have an std and when you think about you know stds like they can be as bad as fatal it's really important that they're able and that they have the choice to use protection if they want to Mm-hmm. Like we're talking, spanking and gagging are the most common acts. So again, that comes back to aggression. 
but also 48% of the scenes in pornography contains ADM, which is anus to mouth. And that's basically when you have penetration in the butt and then the actor gives a blowjob right after. So as you might guess, this has a lot of uh, health safety issues. Yeah, a lot. Obviously it starts with your rectum. That's where your body releases toxins and so on. So like if you're re releasing toxins that way through you know, your intestines and stuff, and then it comes out your rectum and anus, obviously there's going to be bacteria, there's going to be toxins. So for the male to be penetrating that well, then that's, you know, on his penis. And then for the woman to go give him a blowjob afterwards, well, then she's redigesting that bacteria and those toxins and putting it back into her body. And oh my goodness, like, there's just so many things that can go wrong. And a lot of people don't think of that, you know, when they're watching it or when they're, you know, trying it. Yeah, it's just, it's, there's a lot of safety precautions that need to be taken into account that aren't, you know, that's the reality of it. They're not being taken into account. Yeah. And like we said before, not only is the expectation of how it looks like, because obviously those actors have been smoothed out and, you know, they've had the surgeries and all of that, but the sex isn't necessarily how it would happen. People don't come that fast. It takes a lot for a woman to come. Oftentimes penetration in porn is the only way a woman comes, but in reality, that's not the case. Yeah. And I, th I think that's the biggest issue too, you know, like porn can make you feel insecure about your performance and about what you should be doing. But you know, what you have to remember is that everyone's so different. Not everyone is going to have sex the same way. Not everyone's going to get turned on the same way. Not everyone's going to orgasm in this certain amount of time, you know, like it's, it varies so much. And even for yourself, it's going to vary too. Some days you will be able to have great orgasms and then other days you might not. Porn just doesn't take into account like all the aspects of life that impact your, your sexual being and your sexual energy. Your sexual energy is impacted by literally everything that you do, you know, from what you eat to how much you work, to how much you work out, to what you drink, to even just your mindset, you know, it's impacted by your whole being. And porn just makes it seem like you can just be sexy and have sex and come in five minutes, you know, whereas that's not the case. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you're totally right. The problem is also that it gives you false ideas of what it will look like. So, for example, not all partners that you're going to be with is comfortable, you know, making sound. And another thing, too, is like we mentioned before, is porn is a lot about the male pleasure and not so much about the female pleasure. Women in porn definitely take the back seat and you know the men like you say they dominate they decide what's happening you know they throw the woman around they move her around the way they want her to be moved. It's a it's a very one one-sided street that's for sure. Yeah so there is like we said, ethical porn online, you'll just have to look a little bit more. One that I still recommend to this day is Erica Lust. Um, she has 
three website and memberships and they're well-made movies you know and another thing in the porn realm that's you know becoming bigger and bigger is only fans mm. and i've heard a lot of mixed messages about it i um i know camille we we haven't talked so much about this but i've heard some interesting things like some women on instagram that i used to follow like they now do only fans they honestly they love it they feel like empowered by it they get to dictate what they show you know, they get paid for it. Like anyone who, you know, wants to see them obviously has to pay a decent amount for it. And yeah, it's it's really interesting. Camille, like, have, have you heard about it? Yeah. And again, like you said, I think that the porn industry is changing. And since I would say like 2010, um, it has been shifting into those more personal homemade you know, videos or pictures and everything. And the good thing with that is that it's really, it comes most of the time from the woman's choice. Yeah, I agree. And what I, what I like about it too, is that um, women for so long, we were like told that we weren't allowed to show our sexual bodies, that we didn't have the choice over showing our sexual being. You know, it was only if a man wanted us or like on a, on the man's terms, you know, if we were allowed to show our bodies to other people or to him or live in our sexuality. And what's nice about, you know, this OnlyFans thing is that, you know, women are, they do have the power to have full control over their bodies. And if they do want to celebrate themselves sexually, and if they do want to share that with other people, then they can but they have full control over it, which is really good. And it's not just being given away for free, like on Pornhub, it's actually people have to subscribe. They have to show that they value them already in that monetary way, right? One thing too is it's kind of sad at this point, but the world is going to sexualize your body anyway, whatever you do. They're just making money out of it. Yeah, I don't see anything wrong with that. Well, that's just it. Like people on OnlyFans accounts who like what they post on OnlyFans isn't that different than what they post on Instagram. I guess normalizing soft porn again, Mm. which which is needed. And like what's great about it too is because it's real, because, you know, men feel connected to them because they know that it's a real person. They actually enjoy this soft core pornography which is good. We need more of that. You know, we need more of the idea that softcore porn is just as good, if not better than hardcore porn, if that person is real and if that person is consenting to it. Hmm. Um, I was reading about why men are enjoying like this OnlyFans and yeah, their, their whole I guess, explanation for it had to do with like the idea of them being able to connect with the person. They were able to like actually talk to them virtually and, you know, just realize that it's like a real person behind the screen. And the fact that there's a real person who was, who they were sexually attracted to, that just made it that much better than any type of free porn hub video that you could any actually watch, right? Yeah. Now, I do want to say that if you're in a relationship, you might want to have that discussion with your partner and see what they are comfortable with. Yeah. 
yeah like don't uh don't just go behind your partner's back and start an OnlyFans account and all of a sudden you're making ten thousand dollars a month and your partner's like um what's uh, going on here <laughs> you know unless you and your partner are in an open relationship then like that's totally different or like do it with your partner if you want yeah no definitely have that discussion with your partner <laughs> but i meant even just watching it because if you do are like connecting with that person and messaging that person that could be to some people considered cheating so just you know have that honest conversation about sex what's really okay with you and with them and just let everybody be happy yeah I know that there's like a lot of women who don't like watching porn but you know the male in the relationship does enjoy watching porn and if that's the case well there's also there's like books and stuff too that you can read too like there's other forms of media that could have some type of you know sexual stimulus like there's a reason why 50 shades of gray was such a popular book before it came became a movie i'm not saying that the type of sex they do in 50 shades of gray is totally ethical but it's a very interesting concept at the same time because yes there is you know that aggressive dominant submissive type sex going on but there's also this really deep connection and love story that's happening at the same time so there's that romantic aspect mixed with that dominant submissive fantasy and I think that's why they went crazy for this because it, it was just so different. It brought two worlds together that aren't all, always seen. And that's, I think, why a lot of women don't connect as much with porn. Now, I do want to say that in the last few years, there have been more women because the world is becoming more sex positive. It's been more accepted for women to embrace ex their sexuality, including watching porn. But mm -hmm. I think that's maybe like a piece of what's missing in the mainstream porn industry is that emotional connection side. And the irony in all that is that the, the need is there, you know, like people want that connection. It's just hard, you know, it's hard to show a connection like that. It's hard to create that type of connection. And because it's hard, that's why, you know, they, they kind of half-ass it and just go straight to the sex. But again, some kinds of ethical porn they might be able to do that for you yeah there's there's lots of interesting things like there's porn like workbooks basically like online workbooks that you can do with your partner there's modules that you can do like all this stuff to make porn you know a, like a healthy part of your sexual relationship yeah if sex is something that you struggle with in your relationship there is so many sex coaches and relationship and intimacy coaches right now and so many courses and especially for women like you know a lot of us has our sexuality repressed from a young age because we were taught it was dangerous for our own safety but there's a lot of there's a movement of us empowering yourself with that same sensuality and there's a lot of courses online that you know you can find that can help you feel more confident and comfortable in your body with that side of yourself and I, I guess that's what we're trying to get at in this whole episode is just you know like the idea of you being I guess empowered by your sexual being 
And you want to find avenues and ways to be empowered. And, you know, if porn is something that empowers you, just be careful the type of porn that you're watching. Because there is good porn out there. There is porn that is ethical, that shows consent, that shows intimacy, connection, um, that shows love. You just have to look a little bit harder to find it. Yeah. I love this. Basically, we want you to be your authentic, sensual self. Yeah, sensual, sexual, everything. everything. <laughs> so thank you all so much for listening to this episode. I hope that you'll enjoy it as much as we did talking about it. <laughs> yes, it was definitely a juicy topic. I enjoyed it a lot. But yeah, everyone have a great day and we'll be back next week.